2: And beyond the Fruited Plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We are your one-stop shop for all things common sense and conservatism combined, right? It's not complicated what we're doing here. The horrors that we are uncovering more and more, I know you are aware of them in Israel as well. We are going to go beyond that. Though we are going to start there in the program today. And we're going to bounce off. And I think our job collectively as truth seekers is to be well aware of what the propaganda machine is spinning about war in the Middle East vis-a-vis how it impacts us. And I want to pay close attention to the reaction and the lack of reaction in certain circles. We are better than falling for what the news tells us we've been through this before we are veterans of the disinformation that they spew and so the challenge becomes Getting ahead of the game, getting one step beyond them, and being able to connect dots that they are trying desperately to smokescreen your view away from. That is going to be our mission today. You're going to hear some sound you probably haven't heard anywhere else. That is our mission. It is not to give you the regurgitated what everybody else is talking about, but it is to, in fact, connect those dots that just make us feel so darn uncomfortable and it starts after the most important part of the show. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Now they want you to believe that what happened before the sun rose in Gaza on Saturday morning, caught everybody by surprise. That they weren't ill prepared. They had no idea. It was an intelligence breakdown. What happened? Right? I fundamentally reject that. Not a chance, in my not so humble opinion, as merely a mom looking at this from 30,000. That doesn't add up. The same way. January 6th at the United States Capitol building did not add up the same way the inferno on Lahaina in Maui doesn't add up. Now I want you to hear something out of the gates. It's from a YouTube program called breaking points with crystal and Sager. I do not know who these people are. I cannot tell you about the veracity of what they say, However, I find this comment, I'm presuming this would be crystal to be very interesting because she says that in fact, Benjamin Netanyahu had been warned about an impending attack on his country. And I want you to hear what she says. You chew on this and we'll meet back up on the flip side. Go. Go.
3: Another real shocking development, if true, put this up on the screen, Um, Egypt is saying, hey, we warned Netanyahu directly 10 days ago that, quote, something big was going to happen. And, you know, it wasn't extremely specific, but in one of the warnings, Egypt's intelligence minister, General Abbas Kamel, personally called Netanyahu, 10 days before this attack, said that Gazans were likely to do something unusual, a terrible operation. And according to these um, sources in Egypt, uh, Netanyahu sort of brushed them off, and they were fairly stunned that the warnings were not taken more seriously. As we mentioned a a few times, they were much more focused on these skirmishes between, um, you know, residents of the West Bank and um, Jewish-Israeli settlers and the violence that was taking place there. Many of the troops had been redirected there. They said they felt like that was where the real risk was. They thought Gaza was fine, that they were placated. They were thinking of giving them a few more thousand uh, work permits, and they thought that would be sufficient to keep things quiet over there. So at least according to this, which I will say— Netanyahu is calling complete fake news and completely denying out of hand. But if this is accurate, I mean, this is another yet another stunning failure that you actually had information directly from Egypt saying something big is coming and you literally did nothing. Stunning
2: failure. Is that a stunning failure or is it something more from there? We bounce to a woman who served in the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF. She says there is absolutely no way. This is this is her. Eight hours after the attack on Saturday. I'm just bringing this to your attention now. I just came across it yesterday after the program. Here she is saying there is, there's no way that what they're telling us is making any kind of sense because she's got some very important questions. You might as well. Audio soundbite one.
4: Apparently Israeli defense forces that were supposed to be around Gaza were placed around the West Bank because of security concerns so that the, the Gaza envelope was left unoccupied with military. They say around 60 to 80 percent of that area was left without the IDF forces that were supposed to be there. Soldiers are being recruited for reserves as we speak from uh, this morning, but because of stupid reasons such as no public transport, they're waiting hours to get to the bases. Mainstream media, this is an interesting point, apparently uh, admits that IDF spokesperson is forbidding them to tell the complete truth about what's happening, highlighting a lack of transparency. And this is to the Israeli citizens. I'm not even talking about overseas. I'm talking about to the people of Israel here. For hours and hours, the reports that came from the mainstream media were completely lacking and people started to rely mostly on the news from each other, from people on the ground. So wait, let me get
2: this straight. She's telling us that 60 to 80% of the security forces that were typically on that border, The Iron Wall. It's notoriously known as one of the most secure areas. It's fortified with concrete to prevent tunneling. We're told that they were pulled off and and sent over here to the West Bank. Well, that is so weird. It's sort of like firefighters calling a lid on Lahaina at nine in the morning before the firestorm actually took off. It's sort of like the Capitol Police officers on January 6th being pulled from the Capitol to what? What? a pipe bomb at the RNC and one at the DNC to create an open invitation for something dark and evil to take place in all three scenarios. But she's not done. She continues. What about the response from the military? Go.
4: Israel has one of the most advanced and high-tech armies. How come there was zero response to the border and fence breaching, I cannot understand that. Personally, I served in the IDF 25 years ago in the intelligence forces. There's no way, in my view, that Israel did not know of what's coming. A cat moving alongside the fence is triggering all forces. So this? What happened to the strongest army in the world? How come border crossings were wide open? Something is very wrong here. Something is very strange. This chain of events is very unusual and not typical for the Israeli defense system.
2: How does that make you feel? And then finally, she says this, and this is the point, obviously, more and more of us in America are awakening to day by day, that the government, that the system, the whole thing is beyond the rails corrupt. Go.
4: There's a general sense of insecurity in Israel. There's political and social instability and unrest. Public funds are being misused on agendas such as COVID, climate, judicial reform, abolishing cash, and many more. The current government is highly corrupt, in my view, while the previous one was no better.
2: How does that sit with you? So let's do a little comparison, shall we, Lahaina? All right? No advance warnings, they say. Really, they knew that there was a hurricane. They knew that the wind was going to be whipping, right? And you've got the site, the state, boasting the largest single integrated public safety outdoor siren warning system in the world. And it never made a sound. Over in Israel, you have the iron wall left unattended. With high-tech security barriers, cameras, sensors, that concrete base against tunneling. You've got remote-controlled machine guns and nothing. State Capitol, or U.S. Capitol, one of the most structurally sound and protected buildings on Earth. With multiple tunnels and bunkers, multiple security mechanisms, a perimeter around it that you can't get through. And the doors are left open. Now, tell me this. Is this all just so terribly coincidental to all of you? And, of course, in the midst of it all, the ultimate smokescreen to cover up certain corruption, planning, and filth and disgusting evil, the likes of which I'm not so sure I can even comprehend. The collateral damage. Babies beheaded, families executed. Families incinerated in their cars in Hawaii. Hawaii. And innocent people trampled to death and killed at the capital. Hmm. Seems so conveniently structured, doesn't it? Now, if you're just waking up thinking about this, stick with me because we're going to continue with a with a report from one of the most terrorized zones after Hamas breached that border. Breathtaking. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so work with me. U.S. Capitol, one of the most secure buildings on Earth. 2,300 officers, a $460 million budget to maintain and secure the lawmakers of the United States of America. Breached. Wild. Wild. By people like Jacob Chansley walking around shirtless wearing or carrying an American flag. Right? Lahaina zero advance warnings zero water not given to people for five hours the power the electrical current not taken offline until the damage was done and then everybody corralled by the state government onto the same road to all be incinerated Israel families massacred in ways i can't fathom and we're told that the israeli intelligence failure is to blame they got taken by surprise you're supposed to believe all of this what if all of the players of these events and others are connected and working in concert now you say to yourself, wow, she's uh, it's a little out there on a, on a Wednesday. No. I want you to hear from the ground. This young woman is named Nicole Zedek. She's an I-24 news reporter. She's reporting from the Kibbutz, Kfar Aza area. This is a quarter mile from Gaza. This is an area right by where Hamas stormed through that border. And where they gunned down, beheaded mutilated raped terrorized and i want you to hear this young woman's report so we're all on the same page as we uncover an apathy an intriguing apathy in various echelons of our country apathy about horror and about attacks on jews listen
1: David, it's hard to even explain exactly just the mass casualties that happened right here. In fact, the Israeli military says they still don't have a clear number, but I'm talking to some of the soldiers and they say what they've witnessed as they've been walking through these different houses, these different communities. Babies, their heads cut off, that's what they said. Gunned down, families completely gunned down in their beds. You can see some of these soldiers right now comforting each other. Many of them reserves who jumped into action, leaving their own families behind as well. Not knowing the sheer horror that they were about to come to. They say they've never experienced anything like this. This is nothing that anyone could have even imagined when you're walking through here. Baby cribs thrown to the side, doors. Thrown wide open, still some Israeli bodies still here because the fighting in this community just ended just just recently. So many of these troops are still going house to house, door to door. It's taken them sometimes 30 minutes, 40 minutes because many of these houses are also still have grenades in them, booby traps. In fact, as we're trying to get closer to some of these scenes, we're being told, no, 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 get back from some of these Israeli military because there are still grenades in the area. I want us to keep walking through, continue to kind of of see the destruction that's happening on the ground here. Even something as simple as as a soccer net just left to the side here as people were with their families playing. I see in the distance more bodies being covered all, all the while as they're covering these Israeli bodies trying to evacuate everyone else from the the territory taking all the casualties out of here. It's also littered with the bodies of terrorists. So we're hearing from one of the lead commanders here, it was anywhere from maybe 70 armed terrorists who made their way here from the Gaza border fence, which is less than a quarter of a mile away. And as I said, the atrocities that they committed, violence with guns, with grenades, with knives, targeting these innocent civilians inside their homes. Um, So for the soldiers here, it's a very, very difficult scene for them as well. As I said, leaving their families behind, but they say they will continue to be here. Continue to, to kill every terrorist who is in the area. You can hear we're very, very close to the Gaza Strip, so we continue to hear artillery firing overhead as well. Uh, even as we were giving this tour, we were told to get on the round and take cover, um, because you actually, because you're so close to the strip right now, you don't even get the red alert. You actually hear the boom before you're even told to get to the ground, so. It's this is the reality, and this is what all of these soldiers you can see. None of them expecting this, but all of them being here, ready for the fight nonetheless, and, and proud to fight uh, for, for their country is what, what I'm hearing as well. And so that's why they want to show the press. They want to show these very, very difficult images, David, but they want everyone out here because they want to see and show exactly what is happening here on the ground.
2: If babies aren't safe, if mothers and children and grandparents aren't safe, if men aren't safe, you're not safe. And that is the point. Anywhere, anytime, at any moment, that is the prevailing thought that has to go through your mind. And that is the point, to rob you of that peace of mind. Now, what's the strategy, what's the point, what's the mission? of the dark forces behind indiscriminate slaughter. Well, it's not indiscriminate to them. What are they after? I'm not sure. Our challenge is to not fall for what they're telling us though from the governments around the world. And so how are people getting their information? We well, are gonna hear coming up where it's coming from And there's going to be some random acts of journalism as people step forward and say, hey, you said Black Lives Matter. What about Jewish lives? Where is the support when we need it? As a lot of people are waking up realizing the people who thought had their backs don't. You're tuned into the Wendy Bell radio program more right after this. So I listened, couldn't watch, had to listen to Joe Biden's address yesterday. 90 minutes late. How rude. Did they have to wake him up out of his hyperbaric chamber where he's receiving whatever life infusing nutrients he's got to limp to the finish line? This is your invigorated president, the guy who says, hell yeah, let's finish the job. Give me four more years. I'm not done destroying our segment of the universe, but I'm on my way. Does anybody out there think Joe Biden is a part of any of this? He's not. You need to have somebody who has no soul, who long ago sold it out to the devil, which he did 50 years ago. Somebody who's so corrupt, so depraved. So buyable, so manipulative, manipulatable, so malleable, so able to be controlled. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, she wanted to be in that White House, man. She wanted the Oval. This was Joe's pinnacle. He was his last stand, right? And so they gave it to him. Barack Obama behind the curtain, continuing his wrath of destruction, not just here in America, but abroad. Joe Biden, in 10 minutes, said nothing. He did not condemn Iran. He mumbled and bumbled and shuffled out, looking like... Who's the name of the guy on The Simpsons, the old man? Mr. Burns. That's what he looked like. Zero. On the flip side of that, right afterwards, we have Corrine Jean-Pierre, the most diverse press secretary ever, And Jake Sullivan, who's as corrupt as balls and has been corrupt with the Obamas, dating back years. This guy's run interference for these clowns, right? And he's smooth. He's your debate-ready, prepped, and smooth liar. Corrine Jean-Pierre is just a dope, right? She can't answer questions, so she starts with, look, okay, so as I've said before, She's got nothing. She's a zero. She's a vacuous member of the Biden administration. They fell over themselves yesterday to try to create the illusion that Joe Biden is in charge. He's been on it. He's made 18 phone calls. He's been talking to so-and-so for 72 hours. He's been on all these meetings. We've had top-level secret blah, 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 right? He's in the trenches. He's getting his briefings. He is in charge. He's directing us. We are following his orders. Thank God we have Joe Biden there ready to go behind the resolute desk. What a leader as they lie repeatedly about what happened in Israel. Right. As evidence of these civilian atrocities mount, right. As it mounts 1200 dead now. And there's almost this ambivalence about the 15 dead Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Some Americans were killed and up. Uh, Some are being held hostage or they're missing. We don't know. But when we have more, we'll let you know. Lahaina, are you guys still waiting for those updates on your dead? Or are you waiting for those updates on the missing and the numbers of kids? Are you? That's right, because you're never going to get them. Joe Biden, of course, emerging to unequivocally denounce the Hamas terror attacks as pure, unadulterated evil, which I was looking at. As I was watching him speak. Even as American hostages remain in danger, the beheaded torsos of innocent civilians, think about that, collected from the Israeli streets. And Hamas and Tehran celebrated this bloodletting. It's despicable. And here in America, many liberals were still trying to express empathy for the attackers. Rashida Tlaib, what a dirtbag. Flying a Palestinian flag outside of her official congressional office while Ilhan Omar suggested Israel's counteroffensive might be a, quote, war crime. Try that on for size. Then you have Biden's secretary of state tweeting out and then deleting a call for a ceasefire. Just as Israel ramped up its rescue missions, you've got the U.S. Department of State's Palestinian Affairs Office. Why that's a thing, I don't know. Literally imploring Israel to refrain from retaliatory attacks before reversing course. And on the streets of liberal cities and the campuses of left-leaning universities like Harvard, you have many suggesting Israel actually deserves blame for the attacks by Hamas. And that is the upside-down, inside-out, opposite day in which we live. I want you to hear the Anti-Defamation League's Jonathan Greenblatt. He's on uh, MSNBC. And they're having a very heartbreaking conversation. Barry Weiss, journalist, one of the Twitter files journalists, talks about what she understands is going on. It is breathtakingly somber until Jonathan Greenblack comes on and says, Why don't Jewish lives matter? We parade through the streets. BLM, right? Stop Asian hate. But what about the Jews? Where is everybody? It is a chilling and honest observation, go.
1: But where are the university presidents who gave clear statements about all these other causes that mattered? It, black
0: lives matter, stop AAPI hate, it matters. Stand for Ukraine, it matters. Why are they silent on dead Jews? Why, why is my inbox empty with messages from CEOs from major religious movements? Why, where are they?
2: Are some of you on the left waking up to the reality that you've been played? That progressivism isn't about progress at all? It's got its own unique view of evil and you're just a player in it? And they'll stomp on you like they stomped on people in Israel. He's literally shocked. Where is everybody? I thought we were in this together. No, 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 you're not, sir. Hillary Vaughn from Fox chasing Rashida Tlaib in the bowels of Congress as she's trying to escape. Tlaib is. Why can you not condemn the beheading of children? Can you not Regardless of your Palestinian background and the flag that flies outside of your Congress office space, can you not denounce the brutal murder of women and children, of anybody for that matter, but the ultimate barbarism? Listen.
3: Terrorists sorry. have um, so cut off babies' heads and burned children alive. Do you support Israel's rights to defend themselves against this brutality? Um, we're just going to go through
4: there.
3: You can't comment about Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads. <sighs> Congresswoman, do you have a comment on Hamas terrorists chopping off baby heads? You have nothing to say about
2: the popping up.: No, she doesn't. She's got nothing to say. She doesn't condemn it. She doesn't think it's horrendous. She doesn't view it as a crime. All right. Good to know. Hey, Michigan, you guys paying attention? Because we've got a segment for you coming up, and it has to do with Black Lives Matter specifically. A lot of BLM in Michigan connected to Rashida Tlaib. She and Ilhan Omar and the other members of the Socialist Democrat Party. Are you guys seeing what this is all about? Right? Are you connecting the dots? Here's Rob Malley. This is the special envoy to Iran several years ago talking about Hamas. It's really misunderstood, he said. Hamas is really a very charitable organization. These are, these are good people. This is the guy that was in the highest echelons as an envoy, as an advisor to our government? What? Listen.
0: Hezbollah and Hamas, the two most prominent groups, although the Sadrists in Iraq also fall in that category. It's a mistake to only think of them in terms of their uh, terrorist violence dimension. Their social political movements, probably the most rooted movements in their respective societies. Hamas, not a majority among Palestinians by any means, but very deeply rooted. It's been, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it was born in the first uh, Palestinian Intifada in the, in the 1980s. It has deep loyalty. It has, it has a charity organization, a social branch. It's not something you can defeat militarily either, and people need to understand that. There's so much misinformation about them. I mean, I, 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 I speak to them, my, and my colleagues speak to them. Now, we may disagree with them, but they have their own rationality. That's one thing to understand. These are not... None of them are crazies. They may do things that we consider to to belong to a different realm of rationality, but within their own system, it's often very logical. If Hamas is not allowed to govern, if we squeeze them, and, you know, you may have good reasons for doing that, but if you do that, we'll tell you what the reaction will be. Rockets. No doubt. And consolidation of Hamas's power in Gaza. Both things have happened. Sure, they kill people, but they have a great charitable
2: wing. Oh. This is the guy who ran the Biden administration's Iranian policy from day one. This is the guy responsible for the deals and the waivers and sanctions, the non enforcement that sent tens of billions of dollars of our money to Iran. Don't misunderstand Hamas. Good people. Don't squeeze them because they become bad people. What? And then there's this Fox News. Tracing the money back to Barack Obama. Money directly to Iran. Go. Of mishandling classified material. He was placed on leave earlier this year.
4: All right, this follows leaked files revealing last month that Mali's aides were tied to a secret of Iranian influence operation. GOP Congressman Darrell Issa telling the New York Post this. These reports could not be more concerning, and they hint at what could be the worst State Department scandal since Alger Hiss. Issa also says Mali and others created an incredibly permissive environment for Hamas and Iran. This goes across two administrations, guys. And a senior White House uh, Republican aide told the Post, the cash influx flowed, followed an even more generous payout of $1.7 billion that the Obama administration made to Iran in 2016. Remember those pallets of cash? Evidently, they had more coming. They could be uh, the highest. They said the highest could be up to fifty to eighty billion dollars over the last two and a half years right. of the administration wow. we mentioned the
1: New York Post a moment ago a fellow by the name of Gabriel Noranaha was a special advisor on Iran at the Department of State. He told the Post that Mali and his negotiating team quote purposefully funneled billions of dollars to Iran through lack of sanctions enforcement and provision of sanctions relief that have given them somewhere between fifty and And $80 billion over the last two years. And a senior uh, House Republican told The Post that essentially there's a straight line from Obama's giveaway that Brian mentioned a moment ago to Iran, to Biden's enriching of Iran, to Iran's war on Israel. And that is what we're covering today. Where did the money come from? Is this connected?
2: Where did the money come from? The money came from you. Why are we $33 trillion in debt? because we have scumbags in positions of power in this country. Think about your House of Representatives. Think about how important this vote for speaker now is, ladies and gentlemen. Does it end or does it continue unabated forever? Wait until you hear Jake Tapper realize that progressives suck. It's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Wow, we're going heavy metal. I think it's one of those people
4: are really agitating
1: me this morning. Is
2: that how you express yourself, Brock?
1: It it is. My anger is overfloweth.
2: So you've got an awakening out there, ladies and gentlemen, as people are looking. And this is okay. If there is anything that is even remotely positive, you know, insanity doing the same thing again and again, expecting a different outcome, right? When we awaken. When we reach out and touch someone and say, hey, did you know, or let me tell you, or you, you speak in small circles and you share information, you share this, this show or others of trusted media folk or just commentators with common sense, you begin to go beyond the horror of what you see. There's no denying that what is coming out is, I don't even know if I have a word for it. It's pure evil. But you have to compartmentalize that and step back and see how all of this is lining up. War is the greatest cover for corruption. Get people worried. Use that fear as a springboard to spend more money Lining your own pockets, right? All the while propagandizing what's really going on. So the people you need to control and whose money you need to steal believe in false devils, right? Vladimir Putin is the problem. Is he really? Or is it Ukraine? So many things for us to discuss here, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to hear this when Jake Tapper realized yesterday. It's almost like somebody punched him in the face and he had that, what? I'm off, I'm off autopilot now. I can take off my clone trooper uniform. This is when he
1: realizes
2: that progressives are anti-Semitic. Go.
1: This does these last few days have been a real uh, eye opening period for a lot of people, a lot of Democrats, a lot of progressives in terms of anti-Semitism on the left. A lot of people who seem more shocked at dehumanizing language uh, used by world leaders to describe Hamas than what Hamas actually perpetrated on Saturday.
2: Again, Jake, it's all about the nuance of this new progressive ideology. It's all about feelings. The facts are we're screwing you. The facts are, we're killing you. The facts are, we hate you, but we need you to be wrapped up in this emotional story, right? Please get enraptured by this tale of inequality and get on board our social justice league, right? And when all else fails and it looks like the proverbial, you know what's gonna hit the fan, it's not out of the realm of possibility to just cry, just cry. Especially if you're a dude, you know? Cry, don't have any tears. Pretend that you're so upset, that you're so bothered. Pretend that you're human, right? Fake it. This is why I call everything going on in our country high school musical. We are led by a bunch of morons who are being controlled by people who are evil. Here is John Kirby. He's having, having a really hard time keeping it together. Listen to the sincerity of his quote unquote CNN breakdown.
0: I, uh. <clears throat> I. It. I'm sorry. It's, It's very. Excuse me very difficult to look at these images, Jake, uh, it, it, and the, the, the human cost. And these are human beings. They're family members, they're friends, they're loved ones, cousins, brothers, sisters. Yeah, it's difficult. And I apologize.
1: Oh, of course, cool. he has nothing to apologize for. Of
2: course, Jake, thank you for coming in. This was before you realized that everybody you thought you were fighting with sucks. Right, Jake? I, I just oh. Now, normally, when I cry, um, I have tears. That, that emerge from my eyeballs, right? Come out of the tear ducts. Not, not John Kirby. He's <clears throat> <clears throat> Nobody's buying what you're selling, you klutz. It is high school musical. It is despicable. And there's something much bigger going on. What do you think it is? Is it oil? Is it gas? Is it lithium to satisfy the ridiculous push towards green climate nonsense? What is it? Is it human smuggling? Is it children? Is it a sex trade? How many different things could it be? Could it be organ harvesting? You don't even want to go there. But I'm pretty sure when terrorists cut off the heads of human beings babies in front of their parents what we're fighting against is a much deeper darker evil than i think most of us can fathom and when we come back on this program there is no negotiating with evil at least there ought not be And that was the role Donald Trump played for four years in this country. And he made it abundantly clear in 2018 at the United Nations. In fact, it was 2017, not far after his uh, inauguration. That is the leadership that they fear so much. That is the leadership that stands in the way of your new liberal world order. What he said and why it is so important today in hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program.